Welcome to Earl Tom's podcast. Today we're going to go over a service that I use that that I think a lot of people in this in this industry use called PropStream. Um, we're going to kind of go over some of the pros and cons of of the service and hopefully give you some insight into some things that um, that you weren't aware of that are happening um, because honestly I don't typically do service podcast, but it had it had gotten to the point with with PropStream that I think a lot of of wholesalers could benefit with some of this knowledge. Um, so I decided to to do it. I don't. <clears throat> there's not a um, you know a, an affiliate link or anything like that associated with it. It's just to try to help give you some insight and save you some money um because actually yesterday or monday when i sent out my uh, my mail list i wound up saving five hundred dollars because of prop stream data um so later on in the episode we'll we'll get to that and i'll explain how how that happened um but first basically what prop stream is everybody understands it's a kind of a an overall property information software program um you know you get courthouse records you've got a lot of niche list on there you can find out the physical information of the of the property the whether it's got a mortgage on it how much the mortgage you know balance is you've got comparables on there um you know now they've actually added uh some different some different features to where they're trying to do list scrubs and and those kind of things which is an upsell that that all of these companies wind up doing um but what i found with say the list scrub and things like that portions of that list scrub wouldn't even be needed if PropStream would actually give accurate data um and i'll explain what i mean by that in a little while as well but basically how PropStream gets its data is the same way that Zillow, the MLS, all these different, different companies get them. It's a, they all buy the information from the courthouse. Some will buy more information than the others. Um, List source, CoreLogic, they all get the same information. Some just pay for more information from the courthouse and it comes from what's what's called as an XLS feed. Um, it's basically a spreadsheet because that whenever you download your information, you always get it on a spreadsheet. Well, the courthouse sends it out in the same way. So all of these programs basically just develop the software to be able to put it in a in a visual format for everyone to filter it out to get, you know, hey, we've got a um, We've got, this is square footage, this is how many bedrooms, bathrooms, things like that, but it all comes from a courthouse data feed that they're paying for, which is basically the same feed that title agents are getting things from. Some of these companies actually will pay for the data feed from, uh, from title companies instead of the courthouse. So it's important to know where your information is actually coming from. And I've, and I've said it before that 
depending on how often your courthouse updates and sends out new information on their feed is going to depend on how accurate your data is. Now, one thing that I never do is pull lists that are that have pre-foreclosures, foreclosures, or um, auctions in them because that information is going to be stale because one reason if you look at a, at a pre-foreclosure list and then you're sending out these these mailers are trying to skip trace them to get in contact with them. Depending on where you are, by the time you get to them, it's already too late because the courthouse may send out their information once a month or they may send it out once a week. Very, very few courthouses send out information on a daily basis. So by the time you get to, especially in my market, because by the time you get to the pre-foreclosure lead, They've already got a court date set, but a you know foreclosure date set. It's probably a week away. Your 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 time frame is just so limited that it gets so hard to do anything. And by the time that they get to that point, attorneys are going to be difficult to try to help you and get the purchase the property because they're going to have to reduce all their fees and going to do all this other work. So by the time you could even purchase that property in my market anyway you add those attorney fees on top of it and it and it's not a deal um one another reason that i don't put foreclosures on my list is because every foreclosure has to be publicly marketed so there's no reason for me to be sitting there sending a mailer to a bank because all i have to do is go to the mls or zillow or auction.com and there is the information um which is another reason i don't do auction list either because it's going to be online for everyone to see in public view so you're wasting money if if you send to to those lists PropStream is a little bit different because they have these niche lists that you know are kind of quick list they call them um and then they actually let you go through and, and filter more and get more specific of what you're looking for you know values estimated how many bedrooms, bathrooms that you want to include on it, things like that. Do you want it to be individuals that you're, that you're filtering to or corporates, both? Do you want it to be on the market? Do you want it to be off the market? One thing that you find, though, with, with PropStream is it's, it's better to completely ignore the list because once you go on that quick list, and you start filtering things down, you're actually confusing and complicating that program because all these quick lists, they'll have in a, once the feed comes in, they'll have it in a separate database, so to speak, with all of this information. So now you're actually having to not search one list, but say two lists. So you're not gonna get as accurate as of information if you try to filter the quick list that they offer. Um, you can, it, the way I always do it, and it's gonna be different for everyone, is I, is I only do a couple of lists. I will do a vacant list. Rarely do I do a tax list out of PropStream, and I'll explain why in a little while. Um, bankruptcy, divorce, things like that, because if you get if you get those those lists, then you try to stack them. I actually use uh, Yellow Letter HQ. There's 
there's a blog on the site about the reasons that that I prefer to use them um, that you can check out at a later time but uh, but I go through explaining the different services that they offer the good the bad the ugly and why I actually prefer using them um, but let's say that I get a list of vacants plus bankruptcies and I'm gonna stack those two I can do those in the in the yellow letter I can go in and you know say I only want these two lists how many uh, how many leads do I have with that are showing up together on both of these lists so I truncate the list and then I send send it to them because those are more we'll call it desperate sellers than just your vacant because somebody may have a vacant house that's just sitting there and they're they're not in any trouble but you add a distress factor to it a divorce bankruptcy something of that nature and you're gonna find out you're gonna find more people willing to sell and ready to sell because they've had a hardship in their life and now they're trying to just move forward um, but what I do with mine the, the filters that I use and to me these are very important um, I would suggest everyone go through and figure out your own filter how you want to do it but the filters I use I use a, a single SFR that's um, that's in there and then I actually go over and, and type click on residential right next to it because I I don't want townhouses condos vacant land things like that so I do the SFR plus residential as far as my filter and then I actually use the off-market because I can go through and find anything on market you know for free uh, my value range I always do from zero to 200 to $250,000 uh, uh, like I said earlier, I exclude the foreclosures in my list because that's wasted money. They'll be on Zillow, auction, and the MLS. Then I always go in with the last sale date. So I'll go back to say 1965, 1970, uh, some, some range like that. But then I, with this being July of 20, 2020, then I'll end my sale dates at 2017 or 2018 because if somebody basically bought their house this year or last year you're you're probably not going to get a good deal on it they, they paid too much they've got a mortgage on it they hadn't had any time to get any equity in it things like that so I always two or three years is where from today is where I cut off my my last sale date for that and then I'll go through most times I use an equity percentage of 50 to 100% because um, PropStream is fairly decent on knowing the, the balance of a mortgage, whether they have one or not. Uh, so, for example, the list, and this is where I'll, I'll tell you how I saved money yesterday, or Monday, I'm sorry. Um, but I went in and I did, I did my list. I did a vacant list and I did a tax list. One problem that PropStream has, and it annoys me to no end, um, you go in and you say, I want a property with a tax lien. You click on that button and it'll give you people that haven't paid their taxes, the tax delinquents, but what it also does, and it goes unrecognized 
from most wholesalers is that they'll have, if, if the tenant, say you've got somebody renting the house, if they've got, if they didn't pay their, their taxes because that was their place of residence, they have, the IRS goes on there because you know every time you file your taxes, where do you live? So now the lien, even though it's not technically against the property, still list that property because that was the address that the tenant used. So when you use these tax filters, the quick list, the tax delinquent, or it's got a tax lien on it, when you use those filters on PropStream, you are getting countless leads or results that have absolutely nothing to do with the owner. One other thing about PropStream is when you go in and you put your, your date specific, so let's say July 15th of 1965 to July 15th of 2018, if you scroll over in your results to see sale date, last sale date, it'll be included. You scroll through all of those and you will see last sale date, 2019, last sale date, 2020, you will that for whatever reason they include them as you go so you sit there and you have to manually scrub your entire list if you use a sales date or if you mark tax delinquent or tax lien they're going to include anybody that didn't pay the irs or if they got sued and didn't pay it let's say that somebody didn't pay Capital One, but you're marking it as a as a lien. They PropStream does not filter out the name on the actual lien against the name again of the property owner. So you'll sit there and you'll scroll down in your results and you'll click on the lien tab and it'll be someone that has no affiliation whatsoever to the owner of the property, but you're they're giving you those as results. So on Monday when I was pulling my list with the filters that I just told you, um, I went through and I checked to see how many were actual tax liens associated with the owner. And I went through to filter out the, the dates from 2019 and 2020. I had about 7,000 results when it first showed up. Then, I went and once I filtered them, I had over a thousand entries that I manually deleted because they did not filter them the correct way like I was asking. So another problem that actually showed up afterwards is when you go and upload your list, all of these different mail providers will say, do you want me to delete duplicate records? There was another 300 that got deleted as a duplicate record. So PropStream gives you these same records because you can only get 10,000 a month with a $100 plan, but you can export 100,000 every month. So you have to be very careful. So I saved over $500 on Monday when I sent this out even though it took me about three hours to manually scrub 
this this amount of data, seven thousand results. Um, which, if you do that, I mean, by the time if you wanted to pay a VA to do it, that's that's completely your prerogative. You're going to save a lot of money because if if you can save five hundred dollars on every single mailer because they're giving you results that are going to be worthless in the end, to be honest with you. Um, it makes 100% sense to have someone scrub it for you or for you to do it yourself because if you save $500 a month with your mailers, that's $6,000 a year. That's a lot of money. And it's frustrating that, that all of these data providers do this. That's why I think in a lot of ways they all offer these list scrubs and things like these, these upsells for everybody instead of actually just giving people accurate data, no duplicates. If we ask for a tax lien on the property for the owner, give us those. Don't give us tax liens because some the tenant didn't pay the IRS, but they don't filter that out. So that in essence makes them more money or gives somebody the a reason to upgrade and pay them more money for their additional services. What they actually did recently too is they came out with an app. Now the app is decent, um, but when you're at a property and you're negotiating with the seller to be able to have that in an app, it, it can be beneficial because it, when, when a seller says, hey, this is what I need for a, for a property. It gives you that time to pause, collect your thoughts, look at something, make them think, oh, I've got something on my phone that I'm checking the information, things like that. And then, it, you know, if you come back and say, well, I can only give you X amount, they actually think that you're looking at something that is factual. And a lot of times you're able to, to get a better deal when you just take that pause because it's like you're investigating and you're you're gaining knowledge and it's something that they don't want you to do before they came out with the app I would always just pull up Zillow real quick on their app just to give that pause because you you give you give it an opportunity to to kind of make them think about what they've what they've said and you're over there making facial expressions frowns things like that so in their mind, they're going, oh, that's not good. That's not good. He's, you know, he can't give me what I need, but I need to sell this house. So it does have its advantages of, of being able to have an app that's out there to give you some information. Um, another, another con of um, PropStream are their comps. The, you can't really blame them, but at the same time, you can um if you don't filter when you go and click on the comparable and nearby listing tab you get a choice of public record mls or both well me as an old appraiser this is something that frustrates me more than it does a lot of a lot of other people um but i'm going to give you an example of why their comparables are terrible so you never ever trust PropStream's comps. Go to Zillow, type your address in, 
go and look and see what's sold in the last six months. It's possible. Look at the map. The map will then you'll have these results to the right of you that is going to show you a picture of the house, give you a little bit of square footage, bedroom, bath, what it sold for. You're going to have basic information on the right side to be able to look at in comparison of proximity to your house. So it helps you in that aspect of it because it's more visual and it'll let you compare faster and more accurate. But the example that, that I'm going to give, I actually purchased a house. We've just finished the renovation on it um, this week. But I purchased this house for $40,500. And it, the street that it's on is going to wind up being, it's going to wind up being a rental house for me. Um, needed minimal work. It was already in pretty, pretty good condition. Um, I've spent about $6,000 on the renovation. So right now I'm $47,000 in, in the house by the time uh, you consider closing cost in it, a little bit over $47,000. But this house that I bought, they have an estimated value of $49,000. Um, it's a two bedroom, one bath. They gave me, on, and, I, and I'm looking at it right now, what they have given me for comparables are five houses. And I've got a $4,000 house, a $13,000, another $13,000, which are, is actually the same house. The two 13,000s are actually the same house. Um, I've got a $30,000 sale and I've got a $10,000 sale. Now, you think that's not a problem. Well, it is because mine in a lot of ways was in better condition than any of these houses. So PropStream can't take that into account. But where it really bothers me is there's a house on the same street this the house i bought has a mailbox number 603 there was a house that sold at 631 so we're talking between five and ten houses down the street not far at all a two-bedroom as well the house down the street sold for seventy five thousand five hundred and fifty dollars and it was similar condition of mine but PropStream did not give me that house as a comp on the same street, same number of bedrooms, same condition or very similar condition. Because if I only have to put 6,000 in to do a renovation, it's pretty well ready to go. Um, but for the house down the street that's at 631, PropStream gave me 11 comps and gave the value of the house down the street of $70,972. So there is a $30,000 difference in a five to 10 house away scenario. But yet on my house, they didn't think that this recent sale in February was a comp for my house, even though it's similar in size, same number of bedrooms and bathrooms and on the same street. So what they did on, on the house on 631 is they'd have one, two, three, four, five of the 11 comps are actually in a completely different zip code and city, which are not comparable at all. And they've got on there, some of these sales, $2.5 million, $1.865 million, $7.5 million, because a lot of hedge funds 
bought these houses and put all their sell, all their purchases on one deed. So they included those on the comps instead of realizing something funny is going on. That's not actually a comp. Um, because when you look at it, it says average sales price, $1,096,977. Average price per foot, $1,019.63. But you go over to the one that I bought, the average sales price is $14,030. The average price per foot is $20.16. So by the time, if you were to take out the million dollar sales and the sales that didn't, um, that didn't actually, that aren't in the same zip code and city, they don't even have any of the, of the same comps for this house, except for one that they do on, for me. They've got one that's got a mailbox number of 609, which would be two houses away from me that sold for the $4,000. But I've seen this house, boards on the windows, things like that. Somebody's in the process of renovating it right now. Um, but it's gonna be a $40,000, $50,000 renovation. So value for value, by the time you buy it and renovate it, you're still at, at basically the same outcome because this is also a two bedroom. But besides that one house, there is not a single comparable between the one on 631 and the one that I bought at 603 on the exact same street that they used for each other, even though they're similar all things considered um so i would actually tell everyone do not use prop stream comps don't look at the value the rent estimate anything that, that they have to do with with value move past it go to zillow look at it on the map with the pictures on the right side of it you'll be able to figure things out a lot faster and you'll be a lot more accurate doing that um but as far as as far as prop stream goes the the information the physical information is probably better than most of your other providers and that is really the only reason that it's worth paying for because you don't have to actually pay for you know the downloads and things like that but if you're not paying attention to what you are downloading and scrubbing it by the time you go and mail these things out, you're wasting like I, like I would have over $500 every single time you send a mail piece out. And that adds up at the end of the year. So you need to make sure that you're scrubbing your list and making sure that the information is actually accurate to be able to save money, maximize your dollars, get the right kind of leads, those kind of things. Don't just go and hit a quick list button okay I've got 10,000 leads let me go mail it because what's going to wind up happening is you're going to get a lot of return mail that's and on average you get more return mail using PropStream than you do any other list provider it's it's frustrating but that's one reason I like the the yellow letter HQ it's because I can take my little scanner and I can hit that barcode and from that point on it's just a it's a steady progress that as I go the the return mail pieces that i get start decreasing so i get to the point to where i'm not wasting money but it takes effort to be able to get in and minimize your loss on what you're sending out to be able to maximize your leads 
so that you can make money on it because the more money you waste the less money you have to spend in the future so your cost per lead starts increasing and that's just not that's not sustainable for any business regardless of industry um but if you've got you should i, I think PropStream is a is a good program for physical data mortgage information liens things like that just be very very careful of the data you're actually pulling and double check it every single time that you use it to make sure you're not being wasteful and if you don't have the time or don't want to pay someone to, to scrub the list for you i would recommend you go sign up for the yellow letter hq the organizer and the return mail aspect of it um and pay the 100 and i think it's 150 dollars a month but i would rather pay 150 dollars a month than have to send them than waste another 500 or more sending out faulty data uh and watch all those return cards keep pouring in so that i can actually start honing in on getting the best leads possible and and getting in touch with the people that i'm trying to get in touch with instead of wasting money the uh, but like i said there's a there's a, a blog entry on on earltimes.com about the the yellow letter hq feel free to to read over it look at it um and see if it's something that you want to incorporate into your business personally it saves me money every month but it saves me money two ways because it i can never mail a return card again but at the same time i have to go through and manually filter out the data that PropStream gives or i'm just going to waste a lot of money every year um so you may you may actually just want to find another place to to get your data but because they have so many niche lists and ways to filter it, it's kind of a, a necessary evil because even if you go to list source you can't get that type of information so you're you're basically just throwing a lot of things against the wall to see if they stick i know there's a lot of these others that are coming out with these new programs and things like that do your diligence before you ever spend money on any of them because a lot of these are simply just gurus trying to sell something i mean there's one group every time somebody asks where you get your your list information or where you skip trace what company you use to skip trace he literally does not miss an opportunity to say sign up for this sign up for this sign up for this sign up for this whether it's any good or not i have no idea but i can scroll on my facebook feed and the first comment every single time after someone is asking about a company or a provider use this use this use this and all that's doing is enriching him now whether it's actually good information or not i have no idea but he is a guru he does coaching things like that so it does make me a little skeptical i don't i don't know him personally just a part of the group um and i'm not going to name him if you're a part of the group you probably know exactly what group i'm talking about um because you just can't miss it every single time first comment go to this.com um but at that i'm, I'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave this week uh this episode right here make sure you're going and checking your information save your money 
figure out whether PropStream is a good fit for you. Again, the data, good data, results, filters, things like that, the, the back end of their program leaves something to be desired because it leaves you a lot of work on your end that is unnecessary if you're paying for a service. So I would actually hope in the future that PropStream figures this out and figures a way out of to stop it um, so that the data you, you're getting is actually the data you're asking for and you're not getting countless duplicate records as well just to add to your number of records that you know that you can have per month um, and then make you pay when you go over so let's hope that they do that because I like it for the information I like it for the for the list and the filters but I don't like it because of the comps and the extra work that that has to go into it and the kind of recent push towards upselling additional services instead of just saying here this is what we do we're going to do it good and we're going to leave it alone after that um if you've got any questions feel free to to get in touch with us on earltimes.com and uh and like i said with that we're gonna we're gonna leave it here for this week we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a with another episode if uh if you want need any additional information to to help your business grow business tools things like that run over to earltimes.com there are a lot of a lot of just business information things that you need to do that's not trying to sell you something like a google my business or an active campaign how to nurture somebody an email system those those type things you can go do on your own no one's making money off of it except for those companies but it actually helps you in the long run because it makes you look more professional a lot of them are free some of them you actually have to pay for I think a thousand leads with active campaign a year is like ten dollars a month um so it's i mean it's, it's cost effective and it'll get you away from mailchimp give you automations let you go in you know if somebody clicks on a link or you change them to where i've you know it's closed but you just stay in touch with them the entire time um by setting up an automation based on what what they do if they don't do anything they just keep getting the same email over and over and over again if they respond to something you know now you branch it off and you you send them down a different path to try to get that deal under contract and closed but like i said there's a there's a lot of that type of information on earltimes.com so feel free to to check it out and uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks thanks for listening